Welcome to the Psychology of Successful Women podcast, where we explore the mindset, behavior, and success strategies of high-achieving women. It's an inspirational show that helps ambitious women maximize their performance from the inside out and thrive in the world of business. You will hear insightful conversations with trailblazing women about how they have built a successful career or thriving business and how they cope with setbacks and challenges. Most importantly, each episode is designed to sharpen your mindset, share practical advice, and inspire you to take your success to the next level. Today's guest on the Psychology of Successful Women podcast is Lucy Darcy Sutton. She's the Managing Director in City's Productivity Team, where she leads transformation projects across the City franchise. She began her career with the London office of Arthur Young in 1987. On the creation of Ernst & Young in 1990, Lucy became a part of the tax team specialising in financial services. She has now been with City for almost 16 years, having joined the City Tax EMEA team in London as the Regional Head of Audit and Assurance and Transfer Pricing, and became the EMEA Head of Tax in 2011. Lucy relocated to City Tax in New York in 2013 with her family, where she was the Global Head of Planning and Execution, with responsibility for City's tax affairs across the regions. So stay tuned for today's episode, where Lucy shares her advice on career change, the importance of seizing opportunities, and lots of practical tips to help you have a successful and fulfilling career. So Lucy, welcome to the Psychology of Successful Women podcast. It's so great to have you on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. I just feel like I haven't seen you in years, but do you know, just talking to you now, it feels like it was yesterday. So it's beautiful being here. Likewise. And thank you so much. Because when I knew I was going to launch this podcast, you were seriously top of mind. I'm like, I have to get Lucy on the show. She's amazing. She's got so much wisdom for all our listeners. I can't wait to talk to her. So thank you so much for making the time. It's my absolute pleasure. So to dive right in, you've had an amazing career and you moved from London where we had the pleasure of meeting to New York with your current role at Citigroup. And I know a lot of women are considering or going through career changes at the moment due to the pandemic. So what personal advice or tips would you have for women considering a career change or relocation? So honestly, I would say go with your heart. If you think it's the right thing for you, then go for it. When I was at City, I mean, I am at City, when I was being asked about what do you want to do with your career, I always knew that there was an opportunity and a potential for me to go elsewhere, because that's one of the joys of working for a firm like City. Yeah. It's so big. It's got so many different you know, offices around the world. I always knew that it was on the cards. Mm. But when my boss came to me and in his best style said, do you, have you bought an apartment in New York yet? Which I was like, I'm sorry, <laughs> a big fun. Um, I thought, I want to do this. And my heart said, this is the right thing to do. And so Mm. I grabbed it. I went with it. So yes, I had got a thought that it was the right thing to do, but I didn't have that. I need to go from step one to step two to step three. I've never been that person. Yeah. It felt right. It felt like the good opportunity and I went with it. So I always think if you feel Mm -hmm. and you think out of all of those other opportunities out there, if you feel it's right for you, then go for it. I absolutely love that tip. That would be my tip. I love that tip, Lucy. And I don't know if I ever shared this with you when we met in London, but that was very much my take on what took me to the UK in 2006. My heart was telling me to go. I was getting so pulled to the UK. I knew I had ancestry. You know, there were opportunities floating about. And like you, like something in me was just like, go for it. I'd always wanted to travel, but I never had a specific plan around it. 
it was all very random for me. And then, as you know, the rest was kind of history, but it was very much that follow your heart. It felt right intuition. So I absolutely love that tip. I guess following that, you know, when some of those doubts maybe creep in for women kind of questioning it, how did you sort of support yourself? Because obviously I'm sure when you started to move into the transition, there would have been just some challenges or some some stresses around the relocation. Oh, how did totally. you kind of, yeah, I can imagine because I did oh, as well. Totally. What did you tell yourself in those moments? Because even though you knew it was the right thing, how did you support yourself through those natural perhaps doubts, you know, going through a big change? Yeah, so in putting that into context, I moved with my whole family. Yes, I you know, know so you did. I, I had a daughter at the time who was 14 and I wow. said, you know, I'm taking you out of school and I'm moving you across the world. So there were absolutely there are doubts. Mm. So how did I deal with it? I think I took a step back and I said to myself, and actually I, I had the opportunity to say, how did I feel when I'd heard that my parents had been given the opportunity to go overseas but had chosen not to because they had kids at home? And they'd said this to me. They said, we were given the opportunity to go to live in Hong Kong, as it was at the time. Um, But we chose not to because you guys were in school. And I felt disappointed. Mm. I felt, felt, oh, why didn't you do that, guys? And I didn't want to be the one that would have to turn around to my kids and say to them, do you know, you did have the opportunity to move to New York when you were Mm. 14. You did have the opportunity to do something bigger and different. Yeah. But I chose to be safe. And I, I thought, how, how, would, how would they react to that? Mm. That's a great So reframe. that's what I kept saying. Yeah, no, and I love that. And I can see how that would be supportive. And like you said, look at the opportunities. Like your, your children now have this, this international lifestyle, the you know, UK and New York. What a great, what a great combination. Um, yeah. So building on that, you know, one of the main goals of this podcast is to share lots of practical tools and techniques to help women accelerate their professional success and boost their success in business. You're a senior leader. You know, you work for this massive company. You've had an awesome career yourself. You've mentored so many women. And I've had the pleasure of working with you on lots of different sort of development programs. So I would love to ask you, Lucy, what would be some of your top tips? And maybe we could go through three sort of practical tips to help women maximize their professional success. So that could be, it could be a career acceleration strategy, a specific behavior, a specific mindset, kind of any of your gold, Lucy. <laughs> oh, all the gold that there is. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, it. a, I would start off by saying, don't think that there is this golden list. Don't mm. think I, if I don't check off one, two and three and four, I'm never going to succeed. Be who you are. Yep. So be you yourself. Are, you, I love that. Be yourself. You are your biggest, biggest, you know, advocate out there. The mm. things that make you special are because of you, not because you've filled in three or four checklists. So be true to yourself. I know that sounds that sounds a bit corny. No, I love but I that. Think I think it's right. Yeah, authenticity, especially you know, in the way the world is now. Be yourself. Be authentic. People are attracted to people who are themselves. I think that's a great tip for success. You know, anchor into that and be be you. So I love that. What would be yeah. what would be another one? So, and I think I touched on it before, but it's it's again take opportunities. Be that person who says, "Yeah, okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to move forward." The thing that has been, I think, the most successful for me has been that mindset of something positive will come out of this. Mm. And so, someone comes to me and says, "Can you do X, Y, and Z? Can you take on this project? Can you move forward? Can you?" take a slight step to the side, 
but take on something new and different. And I've been the one that's always, you know, said yes. Yeah. So not not to the detriment. And I have to say, sometimes I think that there's a learning in it for me, which sometimes is to say, am I saying yes because I'm loyal? Am I saying yes because, you know, I want to please other people? And I have to sometimes take a step back and think, no, are you saying yes for yourself? Mm. And that's been a growing learning for me. Yeah. Um, but with all that said, I have found that being the person who is willing to take on and do things and take a risk sometimes has been very beneficial. I think as long as you can frame it appropriately. I love that second tip around, you know, being willing and open to take those risks and, you know, being flexible and adaptable and saying yes. Like, again, especially now, Lucy, do you find more than ever those sorts of mindsets are going to be so helpful for all of us? And I've I've kind of done the same, you know, look for and grab hold of the opportunities because when we talk about fear in a moment, you know, fear can be such a blocker to saying yes sometimes, but often the gold comes off the back of those. And, yes, you need to sense check, like you said, does this feel like the right thing for me? But saying yes in spite of fear, you know, grabbing those opportunities. Absolutely. And, de- and so many women I've spoken to who have had these amazing careers all will say that. They'll say, I had an opportunity, I maybe was scared, but I said yes because it felt right and I didn't know where it would lead and the rest is kind of history. So that's a fabulous tip. Again, I think especially for now, for telling people to kind of take those risks, say yes, be open to opportunities. What would be a third piece of gold, Lucy, another tip, piece of wisdom, advice or anything you tell all the amazing women that you work with to help them have a fulfilling and successful career? And I say this, and again, I don't want to sound corny, but it's be the person that you want to be on the other side of that management table. Mm. So if you want to be treated fairly, if you want to be treated with respect by management, then you need to be that person too. Um, And and I say this to people all the time, being nice goes a long way. Mm. You know, we can all be that person who crushes people. We can all be that person who thinks it's amusing to, patronize somebody very nicely in a meeting oh yes darling of course you thought that yeah but that doesn't help and people remember and people remember who you have been and when you need help and you need to support that being the person who actually the others can reach out to and work with and want to work with goes a huge way in your career I love that. And you obviously have that in absolute spades, but it's so true, isn't it? You know, like be, it's that Gandhi quote again, kind of be the change you want to see, be that role model. Cause it's so easy for all of us to kind of think, Oh, I wish other people would change or I wish other people would act in a certain way. But for us to kind of go, well, who do I want to be? I can control that, you know, lead, be that positive role model. Yeah. Be the person you want to treat other people the way you want to be treated and be that kind of leader. You know, so I I love those tips. So building on that, and obviously mindset's already coming up, which I love. And I called this podcast The Psychology Successful Women and my course, you know, my program, The Psychology Successful Women, because so much of our success, as you and me have spoken about many times, is to do with psychology and it's to do with mindset. You know, our mindset influences our behavior, our feelings, our results, etc. So, you know, something I know I spend a lot of time helping my clients with I've had to work on a lot throughout my career. We've already started touching on it with some of the things we've spoken about, but that's fear. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whether that be a fear of being judged, a fear of not being good enough, a fear of failure, and in our high-achieving world, Lucy, the dreaded perfectionism, you know. So what advice would you have for women in overcoming fear 
dealing with fear, things like perfectionism, you know, all these doubts that come up for us on our career journey. So number one is recognising that you're not the only one that feels that, I would say. Um, So you, whenever you go into a room with as many high profile senior people, they will all be feeling the same. You don't recognise it, but believe me, it's there. Everybody is yeah. feeling it. So don't think you're the only one, number one. Yeah. The tricks that I've then, then played through to help me make sure that that fear, that doesn't overcome everything I'm trying to achieve, I don't become that anxiety-laden you know, laden person. <laughs> yeah. How do I do it? So there's some physical things. So, for example, if I'm going to go into a meeting, and I can, remember, I can actually remember doing this, certainly when I was more junior in my career, I'm going to go into a meeting, and it's full of people and there's an expectation that I'm going to have to speak up and I'm going to have to be the person who is confident. So before I go into the meeting room, I would take a deep breath and say, I might not feel that, but that's who I'm going to be in this meeting. I'm going to be that confident person. And if I'm going to be that confident person, that's how I must portray myself. Mm. And so I would physically say to myself, be that person. I know today you might feel a bit but be that person, take on all that feeling, act it. And then I have to say, the more that you do that, the more it becomes natural and the more you realize you can do it. So it's actually physically saying to yourself, I will be that person. Yeah. I love that. The the other thing that I've always, always done, and I'm sure you told me this. So, you know, hey, ho. (laughs) I don't even know what it is. (laughs) But is knowing that there is that, that little bit of fear that sits on your shoulder, whispering in your ear saying, no, don't speak up because you might get it wrong. Yeah. Don't say that because, because yeah. everyone's going to turn around and go, oh, no, 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 that's a silly thing to say. Yeah. Recognise that as the little voice of doom. Yeah. And go, sh- go leave, my, leave my shoulder. I don't need that right now. And start saying, and again, it sounds daft, doesn't it? When you think of something, yes, yes, clearly you have to sense check yourself. Yes, clearly don't say something which is, you know, rude and offensive obviously but be brave you know that little voice going oh don't say that that's mm. the thing that's going to hold you back so you have to say what's the downside of me saying this honestly honestly yeah don't be Love the person that. that spends 10 hours going i don't know i should say it. i don't think i should say one well, mm. i might say it with, just go Mm-mm. flick him off your shoulder i'm saying it there's no downside such a powerful tip and that's all around the internal voice that yeah you and me have spoken about before because that we all do have that negative critical self voice that says who am I to say this what are people going to say and it can hold us back and it can keep us small or you know we feed that other voice that says why not go for it why shouldn't I have an opinion most people are nice most people are supportive you know what's the harm in sharing this and and be becoming very mindful of that like you said and not letting that thought kind of dominate the kind of scared part of you be the stronger one, make sure the stronger, confident one of you kind of wins through. So I love that. I also love your tips, especially as a previous dancer, the physical side, Lucy, you know, and so both of those are so key. In fact, just last night I was running a workshop for public speaking with one of my women's programs and we talked about that, like the deep breathing, the Amy Cuddy body language, you know, and when you do work on both, the, the thoughts, and the breathing and the physical side, like that's how you really do help overcome and, you know, genuinely feel authentic kind of confidence and overcome those fears. So I love those tips and choosing who you want to be in that meeting. I love that kind of embody that persona when you go in. So great tips. 
So linking on those, and they may be similar tips that you're going to share for the next question, but you work in a dynamic, global, fast-paced environment, Lucy, you have ever since I've known you, and a lot of my clients do as well and people listening in. So do you have any personal tips on just managing stress or dealing with pressure as a general thing in your role? Yes, I do actually. And I, I think for me personally, it's always been taking the positive being happy. You are such and an optimist. I love that about you. I know. I try yeah. to be. And I always think it's my blood group and be positive. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's, you know, I don't know if that's. Well, it's true. a helpful mindset, yeah. right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like, look for the, I always do. I look for the positive side in things. So again, it comes back to that mindset of being, this is how to be nice to people. There is a positive people always think I always try and think the best of people I don't try to think I'm doing that because they're having a go at me yeah there was a reason what's the I know it's a bit Pollyanna maybe no I I love it I think it's the be positive and again and again you and I've discussed this before and it's that physical thing if I have had a hard day I put music on yeah if there's if there's oh oh, man or if I'm gonna have a hard day on my pre-covid on my way into the office i had my pump it up playlist you know <laughs> i it love was it just get you in the mood because it just gets you going and it de-stresses you such a great mood lifter huge fan of the music and i, I love your point around assume positive intent you know what i mean like yeah we are all doing the best we can so rather than let that cynical mindset kick in just assume people are coming from a positive place give people the benefit of the doubt and you are like optimism again i was teaching resilience a few days ago and it's one of the fundamental things of resilient people and you have so much of that but that positive mindset helps you deal with so much doesn't it because you bounce oh, back completely you see things differently you don't add the same negative stories or baggage to things you just kind of dust things off and you have that hopefulness and and your positivity does so radiate and it impacts others as well right Lucy so as leaders it's kind of from your own perspective but like for you the ripple effect that has through your team and through your company you know, so being a positive and optimistic leader, I think especially, again, at times like now, must just be so, so important for everyone listening yeah. in. And so, I'll follow that up. I'm sorry, yeah. I was going to say, I'll follow that yeah. up with a favourite story from one of our favourite people, Mr okay. Frank Mannion, if <laughs> I, I can I say his name. Yes, of course. I'm yeah, going to have him on. on. I'm going to have him on this, one of the Ooh, first guys. Good, good. <laughs> he is one of those people, and so for everybody else listening, he was somebody that I worked for and that Shona knows very well. Yeah. And I used to say to him, why is it, Frank, every time I say to you, how are you? He would say, I'm excellent. <laughs> and it was because he was doing exactly that. So he was making sure that as a leader, yes. whether he felt excellent or not, yeah. everybody th- everybody's persona of him was he was excellent. And that to me was a learning. So that was a real mentoring point for me to say, yeah. however I feel I am exuding this, I feel excellent. Because yeah. that's what people want to hear and see. Yeah, and it ripples through and energy is contagious and people will feed off that, won't they, in a positive or a negative way depending on what you're projecting as a leader. So great tip. So hindsight is a great thing, Lucy, and I know you and me both reflect a lot. So looking back at your career, is there one piece of advice that you would, you know, you wish you could have given your younger self, maybe at the very beginning of your career? Is there anything when you look back and you think, yeah, well, I would say this to my younger self or if I had my time again, this is the piece of kind of wisdom I would give my younger self? I would probably say that I shouldn't, shouldn't you shouldn't settle for that will do. Great tip. You know, I mean, I think I did spend some time, especially when, again, there are moments in life when you get sort of pushed back and you think, 
oh, maybe it's not for me. Maybe I'm not going to be the person that gets promoted. Maybe I'm not going to be the person who rises to a level of excellence. Maybe that, maybe it's just not for me, but this will do. I'll stay here. That's fine. And, you know, and now I know that I don't need to settle for this will do. I can keep pushing, you know, and I, in a, with all those positive steps that I just talked about, but just sort of accepting that, okay, well, maybe, maybe everyone's right. Maybe I'll just stay here. And I would tell myself, you don't need to accept this will do. You know, you can be who you want to be and all those good, all those good thoughts. Such a great tip for people listening in. So for anyone feeling stuck or people that have hit a roadblock at the moment or someone just going through a tough time, I love that. And again, throughout my career, I've had to remind myself of that. Don't settle. Because when you refuse to settle, again, kind of just your very mindset of choosing not to settle opens up possibilities, right? And if you follow that with some of the other great strategies you talked about, you will just eventually attract a new opportunity or bump into someone who can help you if you have that belief and that desire to keep going and not settle. And that's a great example of the whole mindset can become a self-fulfilling prophecy, whereas if we kind of start to settle then we shut that down, don't we? And we're not on the lookout for opportunities and we start to think this is it for me and you can see how you go into that negative spiral. So, again, great tip. Love that tip. So linked on to that, and this may be a piece of advice from Frank or from another one of your fabulous <laughs> fabulous mentors, but linking on from that, looking at, you know, looking back at your career and all the fabulous advice you've received, is there one piece of standout advice, you know, or something that's just really, you know, struck, stayed with you over the years that you'd love to share? I have to say it was the grab opportunities. Someone, mm. I can't remember who it was that said it to me, but it was, I was at a women's conference and it was a very senior board member, I think. And it was way back at the beginning, hence why I can't remember who it was exactly. That's okay. But she was, sitting on, she was sitting on the stage and she was talking to everybody. And she started to walk through all of the, um, you know, the roles that she'd had. And they were diverse. Mm. They weren't just, I've gone from... I was, you know, a finance person, then I was, then I was a CFO, and then I became a regional CFO, then I became the globe. It didn't follow this track. She bounced all over the place, and now she was a board member on at City. I'm sure it was a board member at City. She was very senior, and I was like, "Wow, you've got here by taking on and accepting different opportunities," and that really, really made me think. This is, you know, I don't need, again. I don't need to settle for stuff. I can be who I want to be. I don't have to keep saying, oh, this is the route I go through. And it was great, you know? And so that, it was something that just stuck by me. And I love that tip. And I'm sure my mentor said that to me throughout the years. And I definitely, I had to remind myself of those sorts of things when I, in fact, someone I think did say that to me when I, as you know, I used to dance full time. And then when I did a huge career change, but it was that sense of, you know, you can make a change, look for opportunities, all that sort of stuff. You're not set. You can have a diverse career not everyone follows that really kind of straight path so again I think so many people listening in so many conversations I've had especially since COVID Lucy I think a lot of people are perhaps now more than ever thinking do I want to make that change do I want to take a leap do I want to have a non-traditional path do I want to have a few different you know jobs that I do for a few hours each week do you know what I mean like there's so much opportunity amongst the change so I love that and I really encourage everyone listening to kind of anchor into that because you, you sort of said that in a different way twice and it's a big, big message that I want people to get because I think a lot of people maybe don't think in that way. So great, great tip. So second last question, Lucy, 
I wanted to, with this podcast, shine a light on amazing women like yourself and demystify the whole thing around selling ourselves. You know, you and me have spoken about this before. Often as women, we've got that whole baggage around we don't want to seem arrogant, we don't want to, you know, sell ourselves too much and, and all that sort of stuff, so too, you know, feel too big for our boots. So I want to ask you, what is something you're really proud of achieving in your career? Something that, again, just sort of stands out for you. It doesn't have to be the biggest moment necessarily, but just something you're really proud of achieving in your amazing career that you've had? Well, so A, moving to the US, I think, you know, yeah. and even just being offered that role, that's something I'm incredibly proud of. Yeah. Um, there are many things that I think I've done at work around change and transformation where we have, I think, made employees' lives better. So those kind of activities make me feel really, really proud. When you have, When I have people coming up to me after we've completed a project and saying, can I work with you on the next project? I really like working with you. That that just, you know, that's just brilliant. And that's something that you can turn around and say, oh, never mind what we did on the project, never mind anything else. The fact that the people who worked with me turn around and say, Love. I would like to work with you again, to me, that that means everything. So I, those are the sort of things that I mm. you know, look back on and go, I feel proud of that. It's not that... Oh, I don't know. We, you know, we delivered X to the bottom line. Absolutely. Those are the sort of things that you drive for and you want to achieve. But when you know you've made a difference in how people's day to day happened at work, that's what I feel proud of. I love that. And I have to say, I have experienced that and working with you and Frank in London, like you did, like the two of you create this amazing culture and environment where people do feel connected and engaged and they love working there. And it was such an awesome. You know, that, that feeling we had on that program that I worked on one with you, it was amazing. Yeah. And that was all led by you, though. It was led by you and Frank and the vibe and the energy and the environment and the safe space that you all created. So I love that tip. I love that tip. So final question, Lucy, because I know you're a very busy lady. Sort of in summary, have you got a favourite kind of inspirational quote or a guiding principle or just something you tell yourself when the going gets tough that you kind of want to leave our listeners with? I'm going to leave everybody with what I say to my daughters, I have to say. And that is try, try, try again. And practice makes perfect. And that's what I say to them all the time, especially when they were little. And if they were trying to learn to skip or they were trying (laughs) to learn to do anything and they were bruised and scraped knees and it didn't work the first time, I would just say, try, try, try again. Come along. Practice makes perfect. We can all make it happen. Don't stop. So oh, that's absolutely. what I would leave people with. I love that. And that really links into your optimistic, positive mindset again, Lucy. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. I've so enjoyed talking with you and I know I could talk with you forever. So thank you so much for making the time. And I really look forward to staying in touch with you. Oh, so thank you so much, Shona. So lovely to speak to you again. Oh, as always, I look forward to staying in touch. Bye. And you, bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Psychology of Successful Women podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button or go to psychologyofsuccessfulwomen.com to download our free ebook and access a bunch of other resources. See you on the next episode.